Okay, another podcast. And this one... Hose clamps and zip ties or zip ties and hose clamps? That's good. It goes to zip ties and hose clamps. Because you're going to use a zip tie before you go to a hose clamp to fix something. The zip tie fails, then you go to the hose clamp. That's all spoofed off lemons, right? Yeah, but I was alphabetical. Oh, alphabetical, okay. Zip ties ain't worth the damn unless you got the little metal, little spike kind in there. That, no, the spike. The, the metal, metal tab is yeah. great. The metal ones you use for the exhaust, that's no. a bunch of bullshit with a little ball bearing in it. That shit doesn't work for fuck. All I know is that when you cut them suckers and they're razor sharp, it's not a good thing. No, either. they tear up my fucking shorts. After you said, by the way, there's a piece of metal here, it's probably going to tear your shorts. Uh, oh, but I bent it up. I was like, okay. I walk in the next well, morning as soon as I walk by. You're taller. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Sucks. So now they're covered in yellow tape. But anyway, I wanted to talk about tying cars down because this weekend we had the pleasure of towing a bullets. NSX, a Escort Cosworth, and a Lancia Delta to Austin for Radwood. Did you pee on the tire of the Escort Cosworth so that you can make it yours? We won't talk about what we did to the car. Okay. That's, that's not, not, we only talk about it in public. Um, that integral was pretty too though. <laughs> I mean, if he just had to throw the keys to one of them, I would just 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 whatever. It'll be okay. <laughs> Take the Kazi. Um, oh, I understand, but the other one's seriously pretty too. Very very beautiful cars. The my point was, um, it's probably the highlight of my stress of towing a car. Um, I've towed a lot of cars. I remember the first time I towed a car; it was quite stressful. Um, but towing cars that in my mind or unobtainium like replacing one of those is not impossible but pretty damn near impossible it is definitely a limited supply and it amplified every click of the ratchet strap it amplified how it was getting hooked up where it was getting hooked up um, even the wheels on these cars are special um, and we get into where you tie down from chassis you tie down from wheels and um, we can have that argument. We can defer that to Max tie downs because I think they are the mainstay of the business. Um, we love Max. Um, they've got a YouTube channel. I suggest if you don't know a lot about tying cars down that you go there and get yourself educated um, because you are hauling a lot of money around on that trailer. So because we had kind of sweated bullets for two days, actually I guess it was one day. Yeah, it was one long picked, day. Well, yeah, no, two, picked them up the night before. before. Picked them up the night before. And then we drove to Austin, unloaded them. Sit around or got sunburned, loaded the cars up, and then drove right back home. Hey, I haven't peeled. I peeled. My nose is still peeling. <laughs> I didn't. White, red, peel. That's just me. It's That's okay. It um, and so as I was bringing this up about the, the stress and trials and tribulations of tying a car down, um, Chris Carper so politely brought up a point that was, shit, we were here already, so it's got to be, what, five, six years ago? Maybe more. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was 2013 you were here. 2013. I swear. I've been here now nine years. So we were here 2011. That was when I moved Sorry. to Sorry. No, no, no. It'd be 2009. 2009 we were here. Many okay. moons ago. Yeah, many moons ago. Anyway, so we're going to stop with Richard talking in circles right now. And Chris is going to tell a great story that's going to make people laugh, maybe. So the best part was we were exiting 288 onto 610. Which is a. At this time, a, a two-lane highway getting on to... Or sorry, a four-lane divided highway. Yeah, four lanes each way. Three and then we're getting on to 610, which is a eight-lane divided highway. On a flyover. On a flyover. At about 65 miles an hour. 
Wait, were you driving or was I? Fast. I was driving. You were driving, so we were going it was slow. Your we were going bitch slow then. It was your trailer. It was the F-150. You couldn't do so much with that. Oh, it was F-150. It was not a Ram. <clears throat> or a Chevrolet with an LS. No. Eight liter LS. Did very, you know about this? Very kind gentleman in a bright red Dodge pickup truck pulled up next to us. Gave you the head nod and roll your window down. Points backwards and says, loose! And we look back and see, you know, that the race car's still on the trailer. But damned if it doesn't look like it's moving a little bit before and after as we uh, slow down. <clears throat> so we exited. And the damn uh, tie-down had came off. These were the ones that was the, uh, it was like a fleet farm, 5,000-pound ratchet strap. Right. Without a... Without a catch on it, right? Just Without a straight-up hook. Yep. No catch. And just... We lost one. Lost another. And... Downhill quickly. Yep. Well, this is... Stuff like that, fear factor-wise, is why... For me, hauling my car, I'm going 500 miles or whatever. I put a strap around something, around the trailer, where the shackle in it is like... I don't care how much it moves forwards or backwards. I want it on the trailer still. Well, the only reason you've why been that blessed with my old trailer... Off, it yeah. was in the blue trailer. The, the old blue trailer oh, yeah. with the, the toolbox ramps. Toolbox in the front. Toolbox on the front, ramps in the rear. It's not coming off unless yeah. you go upside down. Then it's coming off. <laughs> but you would have done damage. And that was the whole thing is I do remember you're like, he said loose. Okay, it's loose. I'm like, slow down. And you're like getting on the brakes. I'm like, too much brake. Like, soft on the brakes because didn't want the car rolling. And this was something we actually educated Raymond on. And I'll educate people on this too is if you are towing a manual transmission car, you do not tow it in gear. He said the e brake. Strap the car down. There's um, vehement debate about that all over the place, though. Um, there's what? There's there's tons of debate about that. Really? Why? I, I don't know why, because I'd never do it. Well, and what I, was explained to me, and this makes perfect mechanical sense to me, is every time you stop, every time you go, you, you just hammer the, on the car moves, right? And if it's in gear, you're hammering on that gear every time that car moves. Well, yeah, you're loading up that tooth. I agree. And I'm, I mean, I'm of the, I put it in neutral philosophy. Okay. One of our one of our autocross well, I guess, I guess, Porsche people does the same thing. Okay, so we should find somebody who does not. So if you're listening to this and you're somebody who feels that leaving it in gear is wise, drop me an email, apexautoworkstx at gmail.com, and explain to me why. And if you're close, we'll just have you come over and explain it one night, and we'll do a follow-up discussion like about this. What oh. about if you have a PDK? I don't know. I don't know about the PDK. It operates so much like a manual. Sounds like you shouldn't or, have or, one of them in the first place. It's more of an automatic. So it's more of an automatic than it is a manual. So it's like a DCT. So I bet it's just a, an automatic lockout like you would normally see. Look, here, here's, the, here's the best part of all this stuff. If you tie the damn thing down properly, it ain't going to move anyway. Well, that's true, yeah. but you, you're always going to have some movement. Something's you're gonna always going to have some movement. There's a note. Well, depending, you, depending on the quality of the situation, I would argue against what you're saying about hurting the transmission in that if the sucker moves a millimeter forwards and backwards as the straps flex or whatever, there's more slack than that in the rear end of my car. My car has a mountain of room in the that's, rear end. That's, yeah. No matter what, I think no matter how, how much you tighten down on those straps, as soon as you get 10 miles on so, it, you're stopping. Mexico, you it out. Mexico was the education on that. Is I always leave here and I stop at the shell station on the right. It's like six miles and yep. I ratchet everything out. But you drive a tank of fuel... And you'll get two clicks out of each one. You drive I, another four hours, you get two clicks well, out of this each is, one. And there's a reason. So the there's a reason thing. for that. I think there's multiple reasons. One reason I will bring up: look at where you're tying down. Car dictates where you can. My car dictates sometimes where you can run the strap through the wheel at. Invariably, 
the valve stem on at least one is going to be in, in the prime, yeah. primo spot. So you have to pull from over here, like further down or further up. And so the tire it's will roll. actually yep. slip yep. on the it trailer. Will. And that gets you your loose. You got that going for you. Then the straps, especially new straps, they actually stretch. Yeah, even old straps, they stretch. The more tension you put on, the more it stretches. And your your strap will go from being a two-inch strap to an inch and three-quarter to inch and five-eighths. And well, they just get what was happening tighter, with tighter, me tighter. with one, one of my straps. It's like, they're not that old, but... They've been worn on something, so yeah, they're getting loose. I can I can literally see it tearing more from that cut on the edge yeah. of it, and so yeah, that's time for that one to go. Um, I don't know what else to add here because well, towing tie, tie towing on your car. Where are you where are you tying down? Where, where you can tie is critical. That was another Mexico lesson because we had always just went to tie down points on the Miatas. Okay. Or even my BMW, we had actual tow hooks. And frankly, the tie-down points of the Miata is good enough to ship right. it from Hiroshima right. over on the boat. And, and yeah. you look at you look at a C5, okay, the J-hooks, how they tie in, E36 J-hooks. That's um, how I tie my C5 down. Is but when you, when you trailer a car 5,000 miles, sorry, let me rephrase that. It was 1,500 miles there. You go down, you hook it back up, you drive 2,500 miles back. So 3,500 miles, when you tow a 66 Chevelle, that distance... And break five tow hooks, tow ratchet straps. You start learning that the suspension is actually your enemy. Going, that's what changed me from tying down on suspension and chassis to tying down on wheels. Which you start looking at how most of the bigger car haulers do it. Like I'm talking the 11, 12 car car haulers. They're all tire bonnets, or they're laced over the top of the wheel with one two inch strap, like what Lance has made for the flat trailer. Because you let the suspension of the car work which is also what Max talks about with the tire blankets. They've even made a tool that goes underneath the car that's an air pillow. Super, super thick um, rubber, inflate it, and it actually keeps your suspension from compressing and moving because on our race cars, if you drive that 1,500 miles and the car's working suspension all the time, it's just like racing your car 1,500 miles. You've just worn out the suspension. So you put this bladder underneath, air it up, it actually keeps the suspension from working, but you're still tying the car down by the tires which is the best way. So we'll lace through wheels, unlace your ratchet strap, throw the cloth through it, hook it on the other end, and then tie, tie down the wheel. And you're tying down at, you can't say at the bottom of the hour, six o'clock, and you can't say, say nine o'clock. You're like 7.30, yeah. 7.30 on one, you're at 2.30 on the other one. No, 4.30. No, sorry, 4.30. 430 yeah. I can't even count right now. Um, well, it depends and on where, where, where it ties, where it ties down, down at. Ties down on the but you want it to pull straight back if yeah, you're at an angle. Yeah, but you don't want it at 2.30 because that's in It'll pull right down. It'll be loose real quick. But most cars <laughs> will dictate that you can't do that. Yeah, some wheels you cannot do it, or some wheels are too sharp. They'll cut the strap, as I've learned as well. I've always, that's why I have all them little pieces of strap. Or actually, for me, while my so, straps are so long, I'll fold them all up and stuff some in there underneath it. Well, that's the other thing. So when you've got an old strap that's been cut or damaged... Instead of just throwing it away, if you will take it and cut it up into 12-inch pieces, you can use those as guards to keep around other edges from cutting stuff. It's there as a guard. Um, you can use it on the inside of wheels where you know you might hit a sharp piece of metal uh, to keep it from cutting through your strap as well. What are your thoughts on axle straps? Well, axle problem. straps are saying way too much crap there. there. There's a lot of crap there. you got to go around the brake lines um, on most of them. Because your brake line's on the front and you'll collapse a brake line. Usually on the top anymore and what about lacing an axle strap, strap through a wheel 
I've done that. If it works, yeah. The D-ring is usually too big on them, on most well, of mine. But I've had wheels that I can do it, because you can turn that D-ring vertical and slide it through like a spoke, well, and lay it down. A, We've done that. If you got an enclosed trailer... It's not going to look about tying down on the front wheels, though, as your suspension geometry. You that's why going over the top of the tire. To, over the tire, you eliminate that. But if you take the time, and like the blue trailer, it's got a ring and a ring, it's made for a 9-inch tire. So you can run straight back through it and pull, and you're not adjusting toe on that one. But with, and you got to get greedy with that stuff too. Yeah, if you've got you an enclosed greedy, trailer, it. it's such a pain in the ass to do with, deal with anything. Having a tire net really makes it easy because now you don't have to worry about trying to make sure the strap's straight. Right. Like if it's just an individual strap that goes over the tire. So if I had an enclosed trailer, I'd have to have something similar to that. But here again, in an enclosed trailer, especially with my car. Rear suspension is so solid. I could literally just tie down the ass end of the car and put one bar up front just to keep it. with it with a pin situation where you know that forward backwards it's not going to go yeah. anywhere that way. I would be happy with that in an enclosed trailer for mine. I've had a friend who had a trailer come unhooked and safety chains. Yeah, he's an old truck driver. He manhandled the best he could, and at this point, like we're going this way, this is going to be bad if I don't do something. So he intentionally hit the guardrail got drug the thing to a halt well guess what his he had plates you know it's a leaf spring car so he had some plates welded to the uh spring plates on, right. on the rear that shit tore off the car come forward well what's up front there some race fuel he has to pull plastic off of his car to get it in so the cordless drill with the battery still in it is up there Damn and it. what could possibly go wrong it did. Shit. And so the trailer's now on fire. So is the truck. He's got his race suit putting out the fire and throwing jugs of gas off in West Texas <laughs> off the road. He got the fire put out on everything. Wow. And so over the top of the tire, every tire sounds like a better idea. That's why the stuff like this yeah. story right here is yeah. why I talk about having an, a, at least one Every, all the straps come off. The car's only going to go so far. Yeah, so strap. you're pretty adamant about the chain or the winch tied to it. And I remember many years ago when Dad was drag racing, it was always a chain that went around the axle, went down a lower tube on the trailer, and there was a quick link that you just screwed yeah. on there. And that's what he had. I've been pretty lazy about that. I, I do my four straps, and good. I didn't hear any of the number of horror stories that might be out there, but I've seen a crash. I mean, we watched it happen in front of us where I full-size Bronco on a tow dolly behind a motorhome come loose construction so we're doing 55 miles an hour side by side instead of divide the highway head on into a Cherokee and one of the people in Cherokee didn't make it yeah I mean yeah I don't know why there weren't safety chains on that situation because the damn Bronco was still on the dolly yeah it's just not worth it I consider that you we have forgotten that driving in general is a privilege yeah you're and even and more responsible. You're even more responsible, or should be more responsible, when you have something on a trailer. So I just always worry about that. It's like, yeah, I can lose my car, and I'll cry a hell of a lot about it. But if it hits somebody else, because um, that guy, that old guy, had a heart attack after that. I'm sure. I would. Uh, I would also caution the enclosed trailers. People very often buy the recessed D rings, cut the hole, and then drill for it's the plywood. Yeah, it's plywood. They drill or OSB. They, the they cut a hole in it, and then they drill four quarter by twenty holes, bolt it down, and expect it to hold the five thousand pounds. It's not. It's, it's not, not traveling. It's the crash that you got to worry. I, I understand. Having total three trucks in one crash, I worry about what the fuck's on the trailer. 
because the trailer actually come off of the hitch. It bent the hitch. Bent the hitch, yeah. And peeled the ball out of there. It's uh, what you're doing, how you're getting cars to and from events is a hazard, and I'll throw out one more caution to you is if you're using a 1500 truck to tow from a guy that did 1500s and did vans with V6s and vans with V10s to going to a 2500 Ram is night and day difference. Stress factor goes down a lot. Borrow somebody's big truck to haul a car around the block or a couple 20, 30 miles versus your 1500. It is astounding the actual difference a big truck will make. The F-150 to the F-250 was... Big difference. Night and day. Huge. I huh? drove Jeep all Huge over... Difference. All That's what I'm saying. My 1500 Ram to a 2500 Texas. Ram? Night and day. With a 1500, never had a problem with it, but I always knew that if something happened, you can haul it all you want, but if something happens to that trailer, you're not in control anymore. Yeah, the trailer takes over at that point. That's my... was. Yeah. Coming back from Mexico was, again, that enlightening experience with the Chevelle. That was with 1500 coming back. And there were downhill sections where there was... Mother Nature was in control. Yep. I mean, there was... We were along for the ride. We were trying to manage the ride the best we could, but Mother Nature was in control. Well, the dry, the empty weight on the trailer that I have, that enclosed one, I think is 4,300 pounds. Yeah, that's... That, in, that big white elbows. Yeah, yeah well, modern half-ton trucks say they can haul a hell of a lot. And they're and definitely 3, pounds of race car, another 1,000 pounds of... Junk. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> well, here, let's go back to the toe straps real fast. The going over the tires, I modified the black trailer... Right before having yep. to go get NSX. Uh, the NSX to haul over the tires. That's the way the owner wanted it. I've been wanting to do it forever. It's a perfect excuse. I did something. After doing it, decided we're going to change how we did it. A little but, bit. <laughs> but had, the straps are already set up now. So we take the car off. We do the show. We put the car back on. And no shit. Five minutes, the car is strapped down. Yeah, it was For done us, easy. who call, we haul at least one car every <laughs> week, it seems like. At least. <laughs> the way I've been doing it forever, you, you lace through the wheel. Well, I got this damn 25-foot-long strap or whatever. It takes a long time to deal yeah. with all that junk. Because yeah. we're paranoid to cut the straps off, even though we could. Well, every time you it, cut ever. it off, you need it longer. <laughs> exactly. So I just, anyway. That's what I tell her. I usually time. cut them off about two weeks before the straps are shit. <laughs> okay. It's like they're jumping. Then I gotta get new ones. I got the wrong way. Well, it's like you go to buy them. A ten foot one's twenty five dollars. A twenty five foot one is twenty five dollars. It's like, well, same price. Give me the longer one. But it adds so much more hell and havoc to our life. It oh, really yeah. does. It, it's so the setting up the trailers. We're gonna change a bunch of them around here to where it's we can hopefully make our life faster. Well, and we're also working on some ramp stuff that'll be. That nice be, and unique and not make to things deal feel better. With ramps, gosh, that would be. We deal with a lot of low cars. In case you can't figure that out. It's, and it's a challenge. This C5 Corvette right here. I had stuff. one. To get the car on and off the trailer, the outer section of the, the air dam there. Yeah. And you have to That's have those on off. the car, by the way. C5 Z06. You have to unbolt those to get the damn thing on the trailer. Talk about a pain in the butt. Yeah. We'll fix all that. All right. Got to get the parts for that aluminum trailer still. Yeah, yeah aluminum yeah. trailer. The, the boat trailer. Well, it's high enough to be a boat trailer. It's not, it but still. No, that was, was a car trailer to start with. It's just I really high. I don't know why all that's contraption. That, that's a bitch like four-wheel drive, man. 